Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So you can always just copy paste and email me or send me a message or reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter, anything like that. I respond pretty quickly and I would love to know what all of you are playing, what all of you are thinking about what's happening in the gaming industry today. So we can jump right in. Today is not really completely focused on PlayStation, but there's a lot of PlayStation news coming out. So I think the first thing I wanted to cover because a lot of previews have started coming out for this game. I'm quite excited for this game. This is definitely my most, I mean, other than Hitman 3, I guess this is like my most anticipated game of this year uh, in terms of what's been announced. Obviously, there's a lot of games that haven't been fully announced in terms of release dates. But in terms of ones that we, where we know the release dates and everything like that, this is the one that I'm ex- extremely excited for. It is Ratchet & Clank, A Rift Apart. So what I wanted to kind of pose was, is Ratchet & Clank A Rift Apart the first console-selling game for PS5? So, you know, usually, I mean, I think this is what Microsoft was planning. They wanted Xbox to launch with Halo Infinite, and that would have been the perfect game to pick up the new console with. In PlayStation's case, when they released a the PS5, they didn't really have that one main game that you need to buy. Instead, what they did was they had Spider-Man Miles Morales, which was... A smaller game, but it was still pretty good. I was surprised by, you know, how long it was. At the same time, they also had Demon Souls, which is not a game for, for everyone. Not everyone is able to, not everyone enjoys that sort of a game. I know that I have I was also the same. I did not really enjoy those kinds of games until I played Bloodborne and that kind of changed my perspective on those types of games. So, you know, like those two games were were great in their own right, but even now, like especially since considering Miles Morales was also on PS4, even now like looking at all the games that have come out on PS5 that are exclusive to PS5, I can't recommend it to anyone, especially considering how hard it is to find the console. I just I just can't recommend anyone going out of their way trying to get this console and then saying, "All right, here you go. The uh, why don't you play some Returnal or play some uh, Demon Souls? You know, spend a ninety dollars or seventy dollars each before tax." for each of these games that are are good but you might not like them but you might like them like i just i just it's just so hard to recommend that and i think ratchet and clank a rift apart is going to change that because even even as a kid i remember on my playstation 2 ratchet and clank was the first game i picked up and it was a perfect game it was a perfect game for someone who just got a ps2 who like was kind of getting introduced to the console and, and all the games and everything like that and it was a game that had basically everything. It had heart. It had a really cool story. It had platforming. It had, you know, fast-paced shooting. It has, like, all these gadgets. It has puzzles. Like, it was a mix of everything. And, of course, the game just looked awesome, even at that time. So Rift Apart is a game that you know can... It's almost like Mario. Obviously, it's not Mario. I'm not going to I'm not gonna compare the two in, in that way. But it is Mario in a sense that... Or even Zelda, I should say. That it can basically go across ages so you can if you're someone who is 10 years old if you're if you're like a you know a kid uh basically when you get you want a ps5 and you see ratchet and clank rift apart you're like yeah you know what i want to get that i want to i want to get that with my ps5 
if you're someone older like myself, or if you're in your 30s, your 40s, or 50s, and you have your PS5, same for you. Like you see Ratchet and Clank, you're like, yep, I wanna, I wanna get that game. That game looks interesting. That game looks like it has everything that I would want in a video game. It has all the mixes. And at the same time, you might have some nostalgic, you know, kind of connection with that game to begin with. And I think that's one of the reasons that Ratchet and Clank or Rift Apart will be will really be the game that starts pushing out PS5 consoles. I mean, again, it, anything is pushing out PS5 consoles right now. If look at look at the market right now. It's like you, you it's, you'll be lucky to even see one in stock at this point. And considering all the stuff that Sony has been saying, it seems like this is going to be an issue for the rest of the year. But if let's just say in a, in a hypothetical world where consoles are available like freely, you can go in it and choose for once. You know, you can choose if you want to buy a console or not. This is like the game that when you see alongside the PS5 or see a demo of or see that, hey, this is a game that just came off of PS5 been getting good reviews and stuff like that. This is a game that will make you say, yep, I, I need the PS5. And I think that's what I'm I'm, I'm sensing is going to happen. I'm sensing it's going to happen in terms of a lot of people are still on the fence about, okay, I don't need a PS5 right now because it's already hard to find. At the same time, there's no games. On, on top of that, there are a lot of people who are, of course, uh, really enjoying uh, the amount of games coming out from Game Pass side and, and seeing what Xbox is doing and, and they're thinking that, hey, PS5 looks cool, but, you know, there is Game Pass that has games like MLB The Show and The Outriders and and who knows what else will be added to Game Pass uh, other than, you know, all, of course, all the exclusives and stuff too. So I think Ratchet & Clank or Rift Apart can be that differentiator, that thing in the middle that says, this is why you need to get a PS5 right now. This is why you need to jump here and maybe in a couple... A couple of months or actually i don't even know just like let's just say a couple of months or so horizon zero dawn or horizon forbidden west will come out maybe after that we might get god of war i don't think we'll get god of war this year but like i just think it's the perfect game to kind of bring in a group of people so some consumers and just kind of have them ready saying that hey this is ration clank plus we got returnal all these other games but don't worry we have horizon coming out we have this other game coming out so i think I think Ratchet and Clank and Rift Apart can definitely be that game, and I'm really excited for it. I'm definitely going to be playing it day one, platinuming it if I can, because this is I'm just so excited for this game. Uh, of of course, if you're excited about it, if you want to talk to me about this game, anything like that, please message me because I love anything Ratchet and Clank. So next thing I want to talk about is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. This is a game that's coming out on Friday. Uh, if you if anyone has like knows or or doesn't know, I guess like Mass Effect is a sci-fi opera kind of a series rpg series by bioware i think the first one came out on 360 uh, and then of course mass effect 2 and 3 came out on ps3 360 pc everything like that and i think mass effect 1 actually did come out on ps3 later on as part of like a bundle but basically mass effect 1 came out on xbox 360 and it was like it was really cool it was like it's like wow this is so deep this is kind of like dragon age but you know has all the sci-fi stuff to it um the controls and and the combat was a little janky i remember and I played quite a bit of it, but I just couldn't get into it because, like I said, like the controls were, even for me at that time, it's not like, you know, I was playing it during the PS4 era or something like that. Even at that time, I was like, okay, this is a little janky. Like, this is not, like, feeling good. So I, I was like, okay, I'm going to move on. And then Mass Effect 2 came out and kind of rectified everything. It felt really good. It played really good. And, of, of course, like, you know, like, ideally, you want to play Mass Effect 1 to go on to Mass Effect 2. It's like one of those games where you do need to play the the games before and i just kind of caught up in terms of story i just just started playing and i loved mass effect 2 mass effect 2 was like i remember just that was a game that i played literally right before i went off to university and it was it was such an amazing game and of course mass effect 3 
is divisive. I had no problem with it. I really enjoyed it, but it was it was just a perfect trilogy, and I, I'm looking forward to this Legendary Edition. Um, my my problem right now, at least, lies in the fact that it, they they are kind of remastering the game and they are kind of adding tweaks, especially to the first game, but it's not it's not to the point that it's going to make me want to go, okay, I need to go out and pay full price for this game. Especially when you have other games trying to fight for your money. Like I said, like I'm, I'm obviously like very against the $70, $70 price point, you know, but like when I look at Mass Effect Legendary Edition and I look at Returnal, I'm like, okay, Returnal is actually a new game. It's getting good reviews. It's got amazing graphics and sound design and this and that. And yet I'm not paying that price. And then, you know, Mass Effect Legendary Edition comes out and it has three games. Sure. But it's, you know, just a remaster. And I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I can go on Steam or, or whatever and, and probably find the game on PC for pretty cheap. So, you know, it's just part of me is just kind of trying to understand that, okay, this is a great game. I'm so excited for this. I really, really want to get it. But I might, I, I might be one of the people that wait for a sale. I know a lot of people that honestly love this game, that love the series, uh, like myself in a way. And I know we'll pick it up day one. Um, my my argument is mainly about like if you only have a certain amount of money to spend per month, and let's say even if you have like all the money in the world, right? It's about time at that point. You, there's there's just not enough time to play all these games. So it's like okay, like I can spend this much money and 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 put all this all this time into this game, or I can spend this money and put time into a new game that just came out that's getting good reviews that looks interesting stuff like that, and maybe get back to Mass Effect because you know there's gonna be lulls in the release cycle. There's always that point when there's like no games coming out for a while. So it's like, oh, this is like the perfect game to get at that point. So I'm I'm really excited for the game in general to see what it does, to see how the new generation takes it. Like, you know, people who are like, who were like me when I, when I first played it, like around the time where I was off to university, like right at the end of high school. So like, you know, for me, I'm, I'm excited to see all of those people play and see how they receive it. If this is a game that, you know, they'll enjoy and this a game that will continue on and they are saying that they're going to be working on uh, a sequel or some sort of Mass Effect thing. And I think that's one of the reasons they're releasing this is to see if there's still interest in the franchise because Mass Effect, Mass Effect Andromeda did have issues. Although, like, I haven't played it. I own the game uh, because I was, again, like, like I said, I, I really enjoyed Mass Effect. So I wanted to check it out. I just never got around to it, and like it's still on my PlayStation. I feel like I, you know, I should, I should give it a shot. I should, I should definitely give it a shot. A lot of people are like left and right with that game. Like I know overall, it didn't sell well. At the same time, overall, people were just not big fans of it. But a lot of times when I like, there's so many people that go like, no, but it's still a good game. It's still a good game. There were a lot of there were a lot of glitches and stuff like that that got fixed over time. But it's still a good game, and I'm like. Okay, that kind of sounds like, you know, Days Gone, like all the stuff that we heard about Days Gone, right? Like where people didn't like it, was getting bad reviews, everything like that. Then over time, people are like, no, this is actually, this is actually a good game. So I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the franchise by not checking out Mass Effect Andromeda. So I'm definitely going to, I definitely need to check that out and actually play that game. I'd rather see, I'd rather play that than Mass Effect Legendary Edition, just because it is a new experience, a new game, it's a new story, a new world. Yeah, it's sort of a new world. That's world-ish, I guess, whatever. But still, it's like a new idea within that franchise. And I feel like I'd rather put my time into that. But again, it's, not, it's no knock on Mass Effect Legendary, Legendary Edition. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff happening in terms of the performance for the PS5 and Series X. Like, I think the performance mode for Series X runs at 120 FPS, whereas the performance mode for PS5 runs at 60 FPS. But it's really weird. Like, it's you can tell that 
it's basically an issue of PS5 running the PS4 version, which we know is a, is a case, and the Series X running the um, Xbox One version. But because Series X has, Xbox has been doing a great job with its FPS boost uh, thing right now, they're able to kind of bump it up to 120 FPS, which is like awesome. I don't have a 120 FPS TV to begin with, so I won't really see like, you know, I won't actually see anything from it. But like, I, I don't know, I feel like Sony needs to kind of communicate this well or or at least come forward with this that, oh, this is the reason that this is happening. But like, yeah, we'll, we'll work on something to make sure that it hits 120 FPS because that is a selling point. That is a selling point for this for the console, stuff like that. So they do need to kind of start addressing that a little bit more. So we can move on to the last topic of the day, which is Sony has apparently, again, obviously, this is just based on an article by Wired. Sony has 25 exclusives in production, half of which are new IP. And I also gonna wanna talk about a game that I want, which is Sunset Overdrive 2. But first with that, I think it was that that interview was done by Wired uh, with the head of Worldwide Studios for Sony, um, Herman House. He worked, I think he worked at Guerrilla Games before that. And uh, I'm pretty sure he was involved with Horizon and, and stuff like that. I don't know how involved he was, but I definitely think he was, he was pretty heavily involved in that game. And this is pretty exciting. I think this is coming off of the heels of all these reports coming out that Sony doesn't do a good job of, uh, you know, nurturing games or canceling. They keep canceling games left and right, stuff like that. I think that's one of the reasons that he probably did this interview and said that, okay, you know what? I need to kind of get ahead of this and let people know because I don't want, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want, Sony's like, I don't want people, I don't want consumers to be uh, thinking that we don't have any games coming out, that we're just kind of like leaving this in the past, that we're just going to be like trying to like make sequels all the time because it, it was giving bad press. It was giving Sony bad press and people were kind of saying, I don't think it in any way hampered PS5 sales. It's not like people are saying, okay, I'm going to buy a Series X now, but it did just give them like a lot of negative press. So, you know, I think that's why Herman Hulse, like since he's in charge of the, of the Worldwide Studios, he probably said that, okay, like, let me do this interview to kind of, because he's the one that actually knows all the games, everything that's, that Sony's involved in. And he kind of wanted to just kind of let people relax a little bit and say, hey, no, we have a lot of stuff in production and half of all these things are, are new IPs. I'm, I, from what I understood, it doesn't necessarily mean that all these exclusives are coming from their internal studios. So it's kind of just them doing like, you know, first party deals, kind of like Returnal, like Housemark, And even Sackboy, I think, was made by Sumo Digital. So... There is, I think it's deals like that, which is perfect. I think, I think that is honestly the way to go rather than trying to buy a company outright. Obviously, if they bring something to the table that you need to have in-house, I get it. But it's so much better to just kind of do these first-party deals. Can you imagine like getting a, I mean, I think they did have a deal, but I don't know if anything happened with it. But like a first-party deal with like Rockstar where they were like making that game called Agent, which never really see the, saw the light of day. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it exists. I, I don't know if it's still like there. But like, you know, like, can you imagine like Sony kind of doing that with a, with a company like Rockstar, obviously uh, t- removing that agent thing aside, but now having like a deal with them or maybe having a deal with Bioware, obviously that's like, because uh, it's EA, they're not going to really allow that. But any like of these independent studios, let's just say, if they're able to reach out and kind of make a deal, that would be so good. And that would actually, you know, kind of help them fight against Microsoft just being able to buy so many companies because Microsoft just has more money. Microsoft has so many different business parts that they have so much money to spend and Sony doesn't have that. So for Sony, they can't just be like, all right, let's just go buy Capcom. Let's just go buy Konami. No, they, they, they need to reach out and say, hey, we're going to license this uh, this product or this game or this franchise from you. Or they can just go to like companies and say, hey, we're going to, we want an exclusive for us and we'll pay for it. We'll do everything you need. You're going to be the ones that are, are making it. 
And I think that is obviously the way to go right now for Sony to battle against Microsoft. And obviously, we don't know. We don't know if it will work. We don't know if it will actually result in like amazing games like God of War or anything like that. We don't know. We don't know that yet. But it is still a step in the right direction. And I'm, I'm really happy that they are kind of addressing it now. And I wanted to kind of skip into Sunset Overdrive 2 because... I love Sunset Overdrive. That was the reason I picked up the Xbox One. And like, no joke, that was the, that was literally the reason I bought that, bought that console. And Insomniac games, of course, are just amazing. The game was so fun. It was so, it was so funny. It, I, I just love the charm. I love the types of missions you were doing. I love the gameplay. And like, yeah, there was no sequel because people just didn't buy the game. And now that Insomniac is owned by Sony, I really do think that they can revive Sunset Overdrive. So Sunset Overdrive itself is owned by Insomniac, which is now owned by Sony. I don't know what is the deal with the first game. If it is a if if it is something where Microsoft owns the right to the rights to the first game, because at this point of time, I feel like even if even if they're not doing a sequel, let's say Sony doesn't want to do a sequel for this game, I feel like they would have just said you know what, let's just re-release Sunset Overdrive. Let's release like a remastered or a definitive edition or whatever onto the consoles, onto our PS PlayStation consoles. And that would have been awesome itself. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised that still hasn't happened considering that, you know, Insomniac has been bought by them for a little while now. But I think all, it, another thing to consider is that I think Sunset Overdrive 2 might very well be in production at the moment. And this was kind of coming from, obviously this is not confirmed. But the Insomniac uh, director, Insomniac Games director, I think was doing an, uh, doing an interview uh, with, I think, GQ, I believe. And he mentioned that there's nothing stopping them from making Sunset Overdrive 2. Uh, that, you know, there's, it's basically kind of, it is a franchise that they own. So him just mentioning that, it kind of just kind of got like the cogs going in my brain. And just I was just thinking, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe they do have like Sunset Overdrive ready to release for the PlayStation consoles. But they're kind of working on Sunset Overdrive too, getting it to a point where they have maybe a demo or a preview or something in something ready. And then maybe around E3, maybe whenever Sony does its state of play, whatever it is, whenever they do their thing, I think maybe they'll come out, hey, Sunset Overdrive 2, it's coming, it's going to come out this time, whatever, stuff like that. And then, by the way, Sunset Overdrive 1, definitive, definitive edition, 4K, 60 FPS, 4K, 120 FPS edition coming out this, you know, fall, something like that, like... I think like maybe they, they maybe that's their, their plan. So that's probably why they're holding off on announcing anything such as Overdrive. Insomniac is has to be like like the craziest like like the hardest working uh, developer right now. Uh, not not to say that you know other developers are not hard hard working anything like that, but just in terms of the, the release schedule for Insomniac games, having Miles Morales and the remastered version of Spider Man come out last year, Spider Man itself come out in twenty eighteen. Uh, Ratchet and Clank coming out soon, like literally six months or so after Miles Morales. It's it's crazy. Like they are they are releasing games and really top quality games so quickly that like I won't I honestly will not be surprised if we do get Sunset Overdrive one at least the the definitive or remastered edition this year, and Sunset Overdrive two is like ready for next year, and then Spider Man two is ready for the year after. Like this is I I honestly do think that's kind of the way this is going. So this is how that's how great <laughs> Insomniac games are. But like this is kind of exciting because I do I do really like that Sony has still has like all these first party like studios that are really pumping out these games and you know I I do hope that it does put to bed a lot of the concerns people have 
about oh like microsoft is buying this and they got bethesda and they got this and that but like sony is like okay yeah like they got bethesda and everything like that but we 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 made god of war by the way we made last of us part two we made ghost of Shima. we have ratchet and clank rift apart we made spider-man you know like i think they're also like yeah like relax we have stuff don't worry like and obviously like sony being sony they're not going to announce anything yet but i think around state of play around e3 time they will definitely start kind of getting the ball rolling and kind of showing people what this year looks like because so far we know that horizon is still on track for this year but you know they did say god of war was going to come out this year and i do think that if they do come out with anything god of war related it will be that it has been delayed until next year but hey i didn't think ghost Tsushima and last of part two would come out so closely together last year and spider-man miles morales last year as well i didn't think spider-man and god of war would come out in the same year so look it's anything is possible i'm not gonna pretend like i know anything when it comes to uh sony's release schedule so from that we can move on to the games that i have been playing so the first game of course is it takes two uh Sastov and i we finished the game like way back but then we went back in to kind of platinum the game so that was really fun just to kind of go around collecting certain things um doing certain things for trophies anything like that and then kind of platinum the game it was really great it was actually so fun to just go back I think that was a one thing. That's a, the thing that I really enjoyed was being able to kind of just go back and it made me realize how much I love that game. And I was like, oh man, like if they if they just had a season pass or they, why can't a game like this have battle pass? I never get that. Like uh, why can't a game like this have battle pass where all they're doing is adding new puzzles and new areas and stuff like that. And I would more than happily pay like a monthly battle pass or a whatever it is. Like a, it's like a two or three month thing sometimes battle passes. I don't know. But like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I'll be more than happy to play that, pay that and then have this like always. And like, it could be like the recurring, like a recurring game, rec- recurring revenue game that EA always wanted the- in the same way as FIFA, I guess. You know, so I just love it takes two. Joseph Harris is, is amazing. He's awesome. Like, I- I'm I'm so excited to see whatever his team, his like studios and EA originals come out with next because it's, uh, it's just so fun. I re- I- I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, I want to I wanna jump back in. I want to play a little bit more. Um, other than that, of course, I've been I've been kind of jumping back into Monster Hunter Rise. There's been a couple of updates with that game. And uh, Sebi and, and I, Sebi, who was on the podcast last week and has been on the podcast a couple of times, he's like the Monster Hunter Pro. He jumped in with me on Monster Hunter Rise yesterday during a stream and just kind of going through monsters, doing doing some monster hunts together. And yeah, the game is still very lively. It's still very fun. It's still very engaging. It's very easy to get into. I haven't reached... I'm like I'm in high rank, which is kind of like the end game kind of area, whatever, or end game mode ish. Um, but I haven't reached that point where it is kind of really, really end game. So there's like end game, and then there's the end game plus. So I think that's where Sebi is at the moment. He's at end game plus, and I'm still around the end game area. So he's kind of just helping me, nudge me along, you know, getting me towards that end game plus area. So I'm pretty excited. It's like I'm I'm actually really enjoying this game more than Monster World more than anything else so i'm probably going to be streaming that game quite a bit and, and playing that game quite a bit now it's usually with, with these games it's usually just kind of you just have to kind of test the waters again you know you kind of leave the pool for a while and then you come back and you're like oh is it too cold is it too warm you just kind of test it a little bit you're like all right you know what it's perfect again let's just jump back in that's kind of how i feel with Monster arise like initially i left it for a while and i was like no i'm i'm playing battlefield 5 or i'm playing it takes two i'm playing this or that or whatever so i kind of just you know stopped for a while and i kind of just was playing something else and then I was like, you know what? I, I have like this hungry. I have, I have this feeling that I want to play Moth and Arise today. Let's, let's see if Sebi can jump on. And then all of a sudden I'm back in. I'm back in and now I'm like, yep, I'm going to play this again today. I'm probably going to play this again next week. You know, I'll just, I'll just keep it going. 
I have not been able to play Resident Evil Village yet. I haven't installed or anything like that. I'm pretty excited to play that game. Uh, just been very, very busy on my end. So like, you know, like anytime I got a, I got a chance to play a, play a game, as you can see, it was, you know, we played It Takes Two. So we were doing small, small things here and there for the Platinum. Then, you know, it was like Battlefield 5 or Monster Rise where you kind of jump in for like a little bit and, and, and go. So I do need to kind of find a time to play Resident Evil Village properly. And I'll definitely come back to kind of let you know what I think about the game. Uh, but other than that, I kind of mentioned it already. I'm playing a lot of Battlefield 5. So it was, it, it was, or it is, it is a PS Plus game. So a couple of friends of mine, uh, they just got it recently because it's a PS Plus free game. And I, I owned it for such a long time and I really enjoyed that game. I literally owned it on everything. I had it on my Xbox. I had it on my PS5 and a, a, a PlayStation, sorry. And I also have it on my PC. So I, I played it on everything and I really, really liked that game. So like, I'm, I'm so happy that all my friends are kind of, you know, into it as well and they're also playing the game and they're also having a great time so for them it was it's like a new experience playing this battlefield whereas for me it's like yes finally i have a squad i have a group of people that want to play battlefield 5 all the time so we did stream the other day and had a great time uh, i'll probably like play that again uh this week maybe maybe tonight as well like i'll see because i'm, I'm kind of going back back and forth between mass hunter rise and battlefield 5 but that just kind of shows you like where i am in the in terms of state of in the state of gaming in my mind i guess uh, in terms of what I'm playing and everything like that, you know, like there are some new games like Returnal, like Resident Evil Village, which of course I will be playing Resident Evil Village for sure. But, you know, I've been kind of going back and forth in terms of the games that I feel like playing. Like we were, initially I was playing Legend of Zelda quite a bit, like Ocarina of Time, uh, Majora's Mask, and we're kind of, we're sort of doing Twilight Princess. We haven't gotten back to it uh, in a, for a while now. We haven't like jumped in, but you know, like I've, I've, I was playing those older games. I was playing Wii Sports quite a bit, you know, Battlefield 5, Modern Rise, which is a newer game. Like, that's kind of where like the state has a uh, state of gaming has been in my mind. And I feel like I, I, I won't be surprised if a lot of people are feeling the same way. I, it's kind of, it's hard to explain, but I just want to play games that first of all, give me like, like a very relaxed, nice feeling, you know, especially with everything that's happening around the world. Um, if you're in Canada, if you're in, in Toronto, in that area, you know that, you know, we've been in a, a lockdown and stay at home uh, lockdown for a very long time. So, you know, for us, it's also like a thing of like, I, after a while, I'm just like, okay, I, I just don't want to dive into a new game right now. I just don't want to dive into something right now and like try to commit like, I don't know how many hours of my day, unless I'm really, really feeling for it. Um, unless I'm really into it. I'd rather play a game for 20 to 30 minutes. That That is just, you know, that is in a way, no, not really nostalgic. Like Battlefield 5 is nostalgic for me. So like playing that game kind of does does kind of help with that. But, you know, play games with, with friends where I'm just kind of catching up with everyone. So like Monster Rise, you know, me and Sebi just kind of talking about life, talking about everything. Uh, Battlefield Five, like my entire squad, we're just talking and stuff like that. I'm just, I just enjoy playing games. Like even it takes two. Uh, me and Safsa, my girlfriend, we both of us, we sit down and we play that game and we have a great time like that, right? Like I just, I, I feel like I'm just realizing that I'm, I, I just want to play more and more games that allow for social interactions at the moment. And you know, all these games, like single player games, like Returnal. Resident Evil Village, all the Resident Evil Village, and even Legend of Zelda, both of those games I played with Sapsil. But again, it's not, she's she's just kind of there, uh, you know, maybe being a guide, looking up stuff, stuff like that. But like, you know, not actively playing. And like, I feel like I enjoy it when other people are actively playing and we're playing together and we're like kind of talking and everything like that. So I think that's what is happening right now. And it's nothing to do with the games because the quality of games haven't deteriorated or anything like that. The games are still pretty good. But like, I, I think, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of, you know, put aside what is happening in the world and put aside all the stuff that's happening that it's like, okay, like, you know, sometimes you just want to just connect with someone. 
And especially if you're if you're in my part of the world, if you're you know kind of in, under the same kind of like restrictions as as we are, it's like okay, like we we do not get that sort of you know awesome kind of experiences. Like we don't get those social interactions that we will want. So we have to find it through other methods, you know, Zoom calls or or gaming like this stuff like that. So I think that's why I'm just I'm just waiting for like you know just the pandemic is kind of slowing down. I got my first vaccine yesterday, so I'm really happy. You know, like that. So everything seems to be going in the right direction. So I'm hoping that once we kind of hit a certain threshold, things can start to go back to normal, and maybe that might change my appreciation of gaming and the games that I play. Maybe it might allow me to say, "Yeah, you know what? I am down for a single player game. I am down to just put my headphones on and play a single player game for a while." So, like again, like it's not. This is. This might just be me, but. If, if if you feel like this is something that's happening to you too, like please reach out to me, like talk to me about it. You know, I love to know about what you think and about how you're dealing with the current situation. At the same time, you're more than welcome to join me and my friends in playing any of these games. If I mention a game that I played and you want to play that game as well, please message me, join in Battlefield 5, 100%. We're more than happy to like have people join the squad and everything like that, play with us. Uh, Moss on a Rise, Sebi and I have been like playing, but obviously you can have like two more people, like please join in. It's really, really fun. It's such a fun game. So like, please, yeah. Like I, I feel like I always want to make sure that that comes across that, you know, I'm very, very open to having people join in and play games with us, play games with me and just connect, you know, just connect. Tell me about what's going on. Tell me how, how, you're, how you are and hope everything is, you know, going well on your side. So thank you so much everyone for joining. It really means a lot for everyone that's been supporting me for so long. Everything with the podcast, the YouTube stuff, the Instagram stuff, the Twitch stream, everything like that really, really means a lot. Uh, but you can email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. That is two A's after the M, but email is in the link in the description below. So please just copy and paste it. And yeah, please reach out to me on any social media platform and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye.